Hi, welcome back to my podcast. This will unfortunately be my last podcast in the series about Sylvia Plath poems. Today, I will be talking about Lady Lazarus by Plath. The poem is, in this poem, she's super vulnerable and she talks about things like her suicide attempts, all the things she was feeling, and just about oppression, being a woman, things like that. So, she starts off in the first stanza. I've done it again one year in every 10. I manage it. And she hasn't finished because of her endearment style that she uses a lot. So it's it's not directly said yet. It starts off with the audience not knowing what she's talking about, but it's about her suicide. And some may not know that if they've never read her poems before. But since we've read her poems, we know that it's about suicide and or we can assume and then the next stanza a sort of walking miracle my skin bright as a nazi lampshade my right foot that is just her saying walking miracle saying she's alive after suicide attempts but also the um reference to nazi holocaust um i'm going to talk more about that later because it's an important metaphor that she uses in this poem then the next stanza, paperweight, my face of featureless fine Jew linen. Once again, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. Then peel off the napkin, oh my enemy, do I terrify. That's her saying, like, it's kind of her being sarcastic in a way. Because people were obviously upset that she would want to, anybody would be upset if you know that a loved one was trying to commit suicide. So... It's kind of her, like, mocking people, like, do I terrify you? Because they probably thought she was crazy. So then the nose, the eye pits, the full set of teeth, the sour breath will vanish in a day. It's her saying, once she's dead, she won't have to deal with, like, everyday struggles. Then soon, soon the flesh, the grave cave eight will be at home on me, saying she'll be dead. And I, a smiling woman, I am only 30, and like the cat, I have nine times to die. That's a simile, her saying that she's like a cat, that even how she's tried to kill herself and she can't die, like it's just how cats, the nine lives thing anyway. So then this is number three, what a trash to annihilate each decade. Her third suicide attempt, what a million filaments the peanut crunching crowd shoves in to see. That's her saying that people always come to see her after she started to kill herself. And it's like, oh, sorry, grieving, like feeling bad for her, things like that. Comparing it to a circus, kind of. Um, then, them unwrap me hand and foot, the big strip tees, gentlemen, ladies. Um, once again, it's just people watching her, people coming to see, and that's she says big strip tease, like kind of making not exactly a joke, but um, comparing it to that, like her being unwrapped, trying to lighten it up, I guess. And then these are my hands, my knees, I may be skin and bone. It's her kind of degrading herself in a little bit of a way, but it'll make more sense in the next scene. So, nevertheless, I'm the same identical woman. The first time it happened, I was 10. I was an accident. And so it's saying she's, after her attempt, she's still the same. She's not different. 
just because people didn't know that she was suppressed before her attempt. She was depressed. She hasn't changed just because she tried to kill herself. The only difference is it just didn't work. She's alive. Um, and then it was an accident saying the first time she almost died. She It wasn't a suicide attempt. It was just whatever happened. Like, it wasn't supposed to happen. Then the second time I meant to last it out and not come back at all, I rocked shut. Saying the second time she almost died, it was meant she wanted it to happen as a she shell they had to call and call and pick the worms off me like sticky pearls saying how it might mean that she had tried to drown herself is what it seems like but um saying that she almost didn't make it because call and call like took her a while to come back then dying is an art like everything else, I do it exceptionally, exceptionally well, which is kind of ironic since her attempts had not worked previously. And then I do it so it feels like hell. I do it so it feels real. I guess you could say I've got I have a call and her saying that she wants to die so that she won't just feel like numb or sad or just she'd rather suffer than just deal with what she's doing right now and it's easy enough to do it in a cell it's easy enough to do it and stay put it's a theatrical um that one's kind of confusing but I think it's just her talking about how that you can have depression anywhere you know it can happen to anybody and then it's a theatrical comeback in broad day to the same place, the same face, the same brute, and you shout the person that this poem, throughout the poem, it's kind of about some, this person that I think had saved her life, maybe. And a miracle that knocks me out, there's a charge for the eyeing of my scars, there is a charge for the hearing of my heart, it really goes. And there is a charge, a very charge, large charge, for a word or a touch or a bit of blood. That's a couple of stanzas, but it's just her talking about how everybody's, you know, looking. It's she's kind of different now, even though she had already said she's the same woman, but just describing herself. And then, or a piece of my hair or my clothes. So so hair. Hair, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's a German thing. Hair, doctor, so hair, enemy. And then the next couple of stanzas. I'm your opus, I'm your valuable, the pure gold baby that melts to a shriek. I turn and burn. Do not think I underestimate your great concern. Ash, ash, you poke and stir. Flesh and bone, there's nothing there. A cake of soap, a wedding ring, a gold filling. And all of this... It's really long, but the the first stanza I'd read in this long string, I was just reading it all at once because it makes more sense reading it all together. Um, the the hair doctor, hair enemy, that's important, so I'm going to come back to that later. But it's just her using a bunch of different words to describe just everything that she's feeling. 
um, how people perceive her, kind of how she, her connections don't feel genuine. That's how I interpret it. And then Ash, Ash, did I, I might have already, oh, I already read that part. Um, hair God, hair Lucifer, beware, beware, out of the ash, I will rise with my red hair, and I eat men like air. So, that's her, like, warning for what to come after her death, warning God, warning Lucifer, Satan, um, just that is saying that she'll be so powerful even they'll be afraid that they need to watch out because those are perceived as male figures and at the end she says i am in like air and yeah so now into some of the more important stuff that was just a little summary um the in this poem i think that she doesn't really have a specific intended audience i think it could be anyone but if she did, it would definitely be women um, who were having, dealing with depression, had feelings similar to class, um, understood that the feelings of oppression, you know, maybe not even just women, just anybody that felt kind of oppressed or dealt with some difficult stuff, suicidal thoughts. But yeah, women would be a target audience for her, I'm sure. And she, I think that Plath wrote most of her poems for herself just to get her feelings out there. It was her form, like some people have music, some people have art. This was her form of expression. So she probably just wrote it to get out her anger at the, um, at the world towards people that saved her from her suicide attempts. The person that, like the person that she had been talking about throughout the poem kind of, that the enemy was probably the person that saved her. And then men, it seems like she did not like men, or not all men, but the men that were controlling her life and not just specific men, but just men in general who were controlling the society and making things hard for women at the time. Um, and yeah, this kind of, I just think these things because of the way that she says uh, the last line, I eat men like air, and then the line about a miracle that knocks me out, which is an implication that she is unhappy that she was saved and the sour breath will vanish in a day just talking about life is hard and if she was dead it would just be gone just like that and she wouldn't have to deal with it so then when for context it's important to keep in mind that whenever you read this poem or any of her poems that she killed herself in 1963 but this poem was published and written, or I don't know when it was published, but it was written in 1962, which was just a year before she had killed herself. And she had an abusive husband. She dealt with her father's death for a long time, who she didn't have a great relationship with. Um, she had her depression, which is kind of obvious. Um, and she, a lot of times she would take 
all this and use it as inspiration for her poems. Like this poem, she used her depression and talking about the inequality that women experienced during her time. And she she really wasn't shy about discussing any of these things, which is really amazing, especially for the time that there weren't a lot of people talking about this and she was super open and it made her writing kind of special. The themes are suicide and oppression. The tone of this poem is kind of morbid. She talks, you know, talking about your own suicide attempts. That's pretty sad. And the way she described it, she used some imagery and it was just kind of, for a reader, it was uncomfortable to hear, see about Samani that had dealt with all of this pain and yeah it was the since the tone was so morbid the mood was really uncomfortable and oh also it's important to note that uh in this poem even though it was really sad and uncomfortable to read and you know you feel sorry for her it's also kind of refreshing because she was super honest and open in this poem. She, not you don't see that very often. So having somebody be so vulnerable and just lay out all their feelings was really cool. And um, she uses lots of um, super important style things. I don't know what to call it, but like starting off with the title, she it was an allusion to the a man in the Bible named Lazarus who was revived by Jesus and he she used this and changed it to Lady Lazarus, which is like an allusion to him, but then herself because since he had been revived, she had also been revived, but the difference was she did not want to be brought back to life. Um, she tried to kill herself so many times, but she just couldn't seem to die. Like the simile with the cat having nine lives and her not being able to die. And even though she wasn't dead throughout the poem, she uses this um, like metaphor of talking like she is dead, saying, how she was saying dying is an art, that she does it exceptionally well, that, I mean, that was also a bit of irony since she hadn't been able to die yet, but it was also just her, like, pretending that she was dead, and that wasn't the only example, but, uh, that was a big one, and then she, also, her wanting to die to be able to feel something is really important, the, but I already touched on that where she was talking about how she does it to feel something and she also throughout the poem uh she uses imagery to really set the mood and the I mean the tone and make it grim and the enjoyment style which is consistent throughout all of her poems and then she she uh the metaphor about her being a jew in the holocaust 
she does that even though it's kind of insensitive she does that to describe her pain and really show do something kind of shocking to show how drastic her pain was and how just being in a society where men were making things hard for women her pain and just her depression too but and then uh that was like the line bright as a nazi lampshade my face a featureless fine june linen and then also the hair which is a a german term for saying i think it's like a greeting and uh she also i mean that's just a really it's a big the reason it's such a like interesting um metaphor reference is because most people would never use the holocaust as a thing like that because really because it's just insensitive but also because it's nobody not everybody feels pain to that extent but she did it to just show how how bad it was and she also did this in other poems like daddy so it was something she used a lot and then the doctor and enemy line where she says so so hair doctor so hair enemy that's just her again talking about how um with the holocaust thing the hair and the way doctor was spelled um but also just her saying that she didn't want to die and she didn't want to be saved so she was upset about that and then she also uses um a metaphor to symbolize herself as a phoenix at the end out of the ash i rise with my red hair and i eat men like air this is her just saying how she wants to get revenge after she's dead and on men on this society so yeah i really like the poem i thought a lot of the style and structure was similar to most of her other poems but also different because it was just super it was on all of her poems she's super open but in this one i feel like she really laid out her feelings for the world to see so that is all goodbye this was way too long i'm sorry if i was not supposed to do it this long good night <laughs>